Hi, welcome to Lace Up, a conversation between mother and daughter about the world of running and health. I'm Kat. I'm Robbie. I'm the daughter in this conversation. And I'm the mom. So today we are talking about training plans. And before we get to that, we have to say neither me nor my mom is a medical expert. Please do not take anything that we say on this podcast as medical advice or opinion. These are our own experiences that we're speaking about and our own personal opinions and things that uh, we have found helpful. Please consult your doctor before starting any new exercise regime. And uh, then let's get started. Two announcements from the Lace Up crew. As of today, which is November 28, 2018, uh, today is the New York Half Marathon drawing. I was accepted through lottery. Uh, my mom was not. She will be running for charity. In light of these developments, well, why don't you tell them which which uh, which charity are you running for? I'm I'm going to run for the Team for Kids, which seems to be one of the major major charities that the half marathon is involved in, and it's very exciting because I I uh, am a big supporter of children and athletics, and particularly running running for girls. So I'm I'm excited to to raise money and uh, even just to to use that as my leverage to get into the into the run so I can be beside you. The, the interesting thing is that uh, we are already registered for a run the following month. We're registered for the SHAPE half, Women's Half Marathon, which was our original sort of goal. The New York Half Marathon is basically a month prior to that, which suddenly challenges when I'm going to be starting my training program. I've done a, a few little short, you know, 5Ks or whatever in the neighborhood to get the feel. It's been cold and yucky and rainy and, and icy in Toronto, and so I haven't really been out and about to do my runs. So we were going to talk about training programs today. I am going to have to jump in because I just counted the number of weeks to March 17, and it's 15, which is one week less than the 16-week programs, but it gives me time if I was to go to a 12-week program. But I think um, my choice will be to take a 16-week program and start to get my my little uh, legs running um, next week. I'll do a couple of runs this week. I'll jump into a program next week and probably be on week three of a 17-week program from a knockoff of a schedule that I used many years ago um, and I have always used as my base uh, or comparable base for my training for any marathons I've run. So so you're throwing around 12 weeks, 17 weeks, 16. and we haven't really explained for anybody who's new to running sort of what these are. And so why don't we discuss that, and then we'll come back to this. So how would you define a training plan? I use a training plan as a guide. Um, It is uh, a guide and a disciplined schedule that that you become accountable to. See, that's interesting because the distinction that I would make between, like, a schedule and a training plan, so what I would define as a training plan versus a 
running or training schedule. The difference that I see is with a plan, there is an end goal or something that you can achieve, whether that be a personal goal such as a 10-minute mile or a five-minute kilometer, or whether that is something like a half marathon, such as what we're doing, what our training plans are geared towards. Right. Like I, yes, I would use the word program versus plan, but yes, a, a plan or a program has an ultimate goal, whereas a schedule is just one that you sort of carry on when you're waiting to find a goal, when you're you, just to keep in to keep in shape, or as a, as a regular you know activity in your life. Do you find in the past that it's been helpful for you to have a schedule to be like, I run my long runs on? Definitely. Definitely? Definitely. Um, And once I have my plan, I write it in my calendar or my agenda or both, and I commit to it. I commit to running on those days. Of course, in every plan, there's an off day, like a rest day or two rest days, depending on, on what your week is. And it's sort of fun to to watch your mileage or your kilometers increase each week. And because you're working towards that goal and you feel so excited to work towards it. I mean, I know that I've definitely found it really helpful, even in the last, like, three weeks, to have a plan and a schedule and to have to put it in my calendar and say to myself, even on days like today where it's okay, I have to get up at 6.30 because I need to pack my gym bag and then I need to go for my run and then I can start my day. But it really makes me accountable to myself and to you and to the person who is going to run that race or the person who, like, however many weeks from now is going to try and complete that goal. So for me, I've definitely found, like, schedules are are absolutely helpful. But that's also because I'm very type A. I'm very type A. (laughs) I think we're both type A's. I think think most people who engage in regular exercise benefit from a schedule that they can check off at the end or midday, whenever they've done it, and have that sense of satisfaction that they've done something for themselves that's healthy and good, and that they've they've accomplished something that they've set out to accomplish, even if you know, even if there's another another one tomorrow and the day, next day and the next day, they they're able to tick it off. It's like marking that little you know, that little stick on the wall back in the caveman days. And every five, they get a celebration of a piece of cake or something. Do you know why it is that training plans take so long? The shortest training plan I've ever seen is eight weeks. Because it takes your body that amount of time to safely build to have the ability to complete the distance that you're doing. The the key um, to, or one of the reasons why you have a schedule is so that you are allowing your body to adjust to to 
um, become used to the movement, to become used to the schedule that you're putting it on. So I think I, I, I think anything under eight weeks is it's far too short. So yeah, my general generally I like a 12 week training program. That's what I've liked. I always look at the 16 week, and then I think, oh, that's so long. Like it just feels too long. I get impatient for the finish to happen, but it really helps to build that base. And what really helps, and 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 many runners will say, and particularly expert and experienced runners will say, you've got to put the mileage in to be able to finish the miles. So um, you need that time to put those miles in. I find it really interesting when we talk about plans because I've never used a plan for a race before or I might have but it would have been a really long time ago and I can't even quite remember whereas you have run marathons and so you have used many plans multiple times and so the plans that I have mostly used have been like goal-oriented plans in the sense that it's been like I want to establish running three times a week as a part of my schedule and so I need something to hold me accountable to that and I'll use a plan to start holding myself accountable or it'll be I want to be a little faster than I am right now or I want to run a little farther than I normally do and so I'll use training plans to up my mileage or get faster. Those plans tend to run shorter. Uh, because I'm typically already fairly close to the goal and I just need that extra push. So it's really interesting because I think that our experience and plans, similar to our experiences with running, come from two very different angles. The way that I've chosen plans in the past is based on how easy they are for me to access. Like, can I get them on my phone? Can I print them out and put them on my fridge? Do I need to pay for them? I'm a college student, university student, so I don't like paying for things right now because I have to pay rent and tuition instead. Whether or not I actually think it's feasible, I can't look at plans that have me working out even six times a week because to me, knowing myself and knowing my schedule, that's not something that I can do And finally, whether or not the goal is actually something that I want to do. So those are sort of the four things that I consider. I totally relate to those. Um, I I need a plan or I won't make it to the finish line. Um, I like free plans and you can get them offline. You can, you can go online and get them many places, running stores or, or athletic, uh, sporting goods, you know, Nike, Reebok, various websites will, will give you running programs for free. Oftentimes also when you sign up for a marathon or a half marathon and sometimes for the smaller runs, 10K and 5K, the organizers will provide on their websites training programs and or access to coaches who will help you develop a training program for the specific race, and and those can be very helpful. I, I think you're right, and you have to understand what how much time you're willing to put in, how many days you're willing 
to make a commitment to run or to exercise, cross-train, to do something in order to, to reach your goal of, of finishing the race that you've chosen to run. So some people only have three days a week, and they have to build something around that. Most training programs, though, call for a five-day-a-week commitment. Um, and that lessens the number of miles or kilometers you have to run in a day, per day, but keeps your mileage up per week enough to allow you to be able to successfully complete the, the race in the period of time that you're targeting and, and do it comfortably. So you have to put in the miles. It's just whether you want to stretch it out to five days or you want to do it in four days or three days. That's a choice you have to make. Why do people count in miles per week? Why do you think that is? Because I know that that's very standard. Is it just because it's bigger than one day but smaller than two weeks? At the end of the week, they summarize what they've done? Yes. Um, basically like what they're doing, I guess. That You know, the end of the week number is not important to me. Uh, the number that I find fun is to find how long my long run is on any given week. Because there's one long run, usually it's a Sunday. And I remember, you know, training for marathons and being up in Muskoka and running, you know, for four hours out in the hills of Muskoka. It's It's fun. It's sort of cool. Like, wow, I just ran 22 miles today. Right? And then sitting on the dock later. Um so my daily runs, it's sort of fun for me to be able to feel like a, a, that's, that's the number I look at. I don't look at my number of miles in a week. I really don't. I, I guess some people talk about it. I, do you look at your miles per week or do you look at your miles per day? Well, actually, it's really funny that you mentioned that. I've never heard you mention that before. I promise I've never heard you mention that before. But that is also what I do when I look at training plans. I don't care about anything else. I immediately look as to what is my long run, what is my endurance run. Yeah. So that's really funny that you mentioned that. But whether it's time-based or whether it's distance-based, I always look at the long run. Well, and the funny thing is, you know, when you're starting out, you don't know what you can do. And and I remember looking at a run. I remember, I mean, I had no idea how long 26 miles was when I was getting ready for my first marathon, the Marine Corps Marathon. I had no idea, Kat. It was like 26 miles. How far can that be? Like I run a mile 26 times in a row. That's all, right? That's how I thought. <laughs> what? Are you kidding? But um, And then I started to train, but I, I really, I didn't train as well as I should have for that one. But that's okay. It taught me that that training was important. And, and it taught me that a schedule was important because I didn't have one. And it taught, me, it, it taught me a lot about the importance of planning, of training, how important those miles are. And it taught me many other things that we'll touch on, you know, how important it is not to wear brand new socks and brand new clothes on your run or brand new running shoes for that matter. But but um, it's not all about the look like it is on the ski hill. It's more about breaking in your equipment. Hmm? You didn't. You had knew everything? Oh, yeah. I had, it was, uh, what is it? What was the name? I had a really cute outfit. 
It was uh, in in something. I can't remember the the. And I had brand new back then. You wore cotton socks, and I had brand new cotton socks in my nice new running shoes. Yes, it was not the greatest thing. It wasn't great. I I I had really bad feet at the end of that. Oh, no. Yeah, mile 17, I remember thinking, oh, I should go into that medical tent because I could just feel a blood blister pop of my toe. And then I thought, well, but if I take my shoes off, I probably won't get them back on. So I better not stop. (gasps) (laughs) That's so terrible. Yeah, they had to peel my shoes off at the finish line. And uh, I went to the airport to come home. And they had me in a wheelchair at the airport. I got wheeled onto the plane in a wheelchair. <laughs> I finished. Yeah. You finished. I finished, and my time actually was not bad. My time was not bad at all. I think it was 4.20 or something. That was a good time. I think it was 4.20 or 4.16, something like that. I can't believe that. Holy <laughs> Yeah, I was in a wheelchair. My feet, because I couldn't wear shoes. I had I had only bandages wrapped around my feet. I looked like a burn victim. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> it was really not very nice. It wasn't very pretty. Oh no. Okay, well, you know, you learned that lesson. I learned uh, that lesson. I learned how important training is. I learned also that no, don't wear new clothes. Don't wear new shoes. Don't wear new socks. It's not about the look. The older, the better. Training programs are important, and training programs will boost your um, self-esteem, will boost your confidence, will boost your um, uh, commitment, and will take you to the finish line 110%. So what's the training plan that you have? I am going to go on an older training program that I may adjust a little, but I don't think so. Uh, How I'm going to adjust it is simply by jumping in on week two or three as opposed to um, uh, starting at week one. Because if I start at week one, I just don't think. uh, It's a 17-week program, and if I start at week one, then I'm three weeks behind and I think I'm able to, the first couple of weeks of the training program are pretty basic in our distances that I'm able to do already. So I think I am quite comfortable jumping in at week three. And uh, it's an old training program um, developed back in the mid-90s. It's one of the, the runner's lifestyle log uh, programs. And it is a Canadian uh, program. But interestingly enough, back in the day, uh, Jeff Galloway, who is now, of course, with uh, Runner's World, is all part of this this program. And it's written by a fellow by the name of John Stanton, who's very well known in Canada because he owns the runner, running room, a huge Canadian uh, running store. The program is very, very basic uh, with a long run goal pace to complete half marathons at a 9.30 to 11.30 per mile pace. 
which in kilometers comes to a 5.55 to a 6.30 per kilometer, and that's about a 2.05 to 2.30 span of time, which I think ties in with Kat's uh, choice of um, running programs and time frames when she wants to focus on trying to finish. So I think we're going to be equal, equally trained, as long as I uh, check in and make the commitment and do the miles that I have to do. My training program, just glancing at it quickly, uh, has Mondays off and Fridays off. Uh, so I'll be running Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. The, the long run, right, on when I look at the schedule, is scheduled for Sundays. If I switch it around to the Thursday, and the Saturday runs are relatively short, I will keep my Saturday runs relatively short because it will take me away from my little one less a period of time um, on Saturday mornings. And it could be something that I could even hop on the treadmill and just do it while she's still sleeping in the morning. But I, you can't do a long run with a little person running around. Yeah, that's something that I've that I've definitely noticed because I spend my weekends, I spend a lot of time on my weekends with my significant other, and he tends to sleep later than I do, and so I will tend to have a morning in which he is just zonked out. But it's still that kind of thing where we are still waking up within a couple hours of each other, and then we start hanging out. And so it's not like I'm going to go on a long run on a day that I'm supposed to be hanging out with him because I know that that's going to take me a while and I don't want to necessarily have that take me away from him. Time with our loved ones is truly important and uh, weekends are important time. Um, so if you can put your run or if you can find a day, cat, where, you know, if you've got like a... A 14-mile run, I'm just looking here at mine. It's, my longest run is 16 miles. So if if you have a day when you have a 14 or a 16 or even a 12-mile run, if you wanted to break it up, you can do that. And new runners often don't know that, but you can. If, as long as you run the complete distance within 12 hours from start time to finish time, it could do a little run in the morning, and then when you're when there is some time, finish it. Um, you can do that, and it's still considered one run as long as it's done within those twelve hours. So that can help you too if you want to break it up one day during the week instead, like on on the Thursday. You know, get up early and and do your short run, and then later in the day or just after lunch, do a little bit more. That's cool. You can do that. Yeah, I think that's something that's something that you've told me multiple times and that unfortunately just being in school I haven't necessarily been able to implement because it's hard enough already to get out to the gym or outside and get all my gear on at any, at any particular time. But it just makes so much sense. It makes so much sense on these runs that take like two hours to split it up. When you start talking about 13-mile runs or or 10-mile runs, it's going to take you an hour and a half to two hours to do it. So it just makes more sense to split it up. Yeah, it does. And, and the other thing is it's fun to get up early and get your run over and done with, right, and then just go and have your day. Um, I find uh, exercise in the morning so much more 
doable, manageable, and it, and just puts you in such a good frame of mind that somehow the rest of the day unfolds in a much more positive vein. So that's what I like. My suggestion would be to anyone new at running, try to get it done in the morning. I definitely subscribe to that. I know for a fact that working out in the morning actively makes me feel better. I can do it at night and it will still make me feel good. I can do it in the afternoon and I'll still feel accomplished. But for me, I think what it relates to is that if I go for a run in the morning or if I go to yoga in the morning or et cetera, et cetera, by the time it's done, it's eight or it's nine or it's 10 and I still have a full day ahead of me, but I've already accomplished something. So it really just ticks that box and gets me started on my day in the right foot and I feel healthier and I feel as though I can eat whatever I want. Yes. I'm already gone for my run. And exactly. You know, the whole reason I started running in the first place. Yeah, that would be why I started running. What? I can eat everything and I used to eat everything. I still do, sadly. That's why I better get out there running. But, um, no, I, I totally subscribe to morning exercise of any sort. Now, I did try yoga the other night, and I'll tell you, I slept like a baby. In that vein, um, cross-training is worked into my training plan. My training plan is done through the Nike running app. I'm not sponsored. There is no benefit. Um, I have three different running apps on my phone, and Nike was the one that offered a free plan for the distance that I wanted, and it was a plan that adapts to benchmark runs. So I can explain the Nike training plan. I can also explain why I chose this plan. What would you like me to do first? I would I, I would like to hear it because I know I've I've snagged my little training schedule. Right, because we we decided, uh, oh, we're doing the New York Hub. <laughs> it's suddenly in my face that I should have my training plan picked out by now. But I would love to hear yours because I I don't know how exactly it works. I'm sure they're all so similar, right? But um, I would love to hear yours. Well, I think your mileage is less than mine. It is, and that's for a reason. So one of the reasons why I chose this plan was because I knew that it adapted. I've done Nike Nike running app training plans before uh, for various goals, and I knew that they adapted to your fitness level. I knew that they gave you an opportunity to really state your goal, to state what is a long run for you at this point in time, to tell them what is your current mileage. So there's all of these scalable factors that they give you that allows them to kind of or allows the algorithm to customize the plan to, to you. And that's something that I really appreciated, and I'm sure that there are other apps that offer that. This was just the thing that was already on my phone, and I had already used it before, and so I went to it. I was starting at a low point in my running career where I was running less than three miles a week and I was running really inconsistently and I felt as though I was starting from zero. And that's one of the reasons why I chose this plan is because I knew that if I went to any other plan, 
it would tell me that I should already be running X amount of miles per week. And I just knew that I wasn't doing that. So instead, I went with this. I like the fact that it adapts. And what I told it was I run less. I run four or five miles a week. I'm in my early 20s. I weigh about average weight for my age and height. A long run for me would be 5K, and it would take this long. It asks, how many days a week can you devote to your training plan? And I said four or five. And I said that because I really wanted to make a commitment to this. I felt that if I wanted to be running at the pace that I wanted to be running, then I needed to be running more. And I really wanted to start incorporating just more fitness into my schedule. So I said five. And then it went through an algorithm and generated the plan that I have. And it adapts every now and then, every like two weeks or so. I'll do what's called a benchmark run, where I do a warm-up, and then I run as hard as I can for three minutes, and then I do a cool-down. And based on how long that takes and what effort I was doing, um, it'll adapt the plan accordingly, either changing my mileage or changing the average pace that I should be aiming for, yada, yada. So how do you know your mileage? How do you know how far you've run? I, I run with my phone. Oh, the phone my tells phone me. Has GPS. Granted, it is not always the best GPS. I know, I have that too. Sometimes I have to go onto a separate website and trace out my route to try and discover what the actual mileage is. Because yeah. I finish a run and it's like you ran 5k and I look at it and I go I didn't I really didn't there's no way I ran 5k in 20 minutes I'm not that fast and then I have to go back and I'm like oh I ran I ran 3k I ran 3k and the GPS was freaking out so it thought I was crossing the street a lot that's how it figured five I did not run five so that's a little interesting that's required a little bit of Tweaking. My training plan incorporates intervals, recovery runs, rest days, a little bit of cross training, and tempo runs, and then of course long runs. So it incorporates all these different kinds of runs, which I find really interesting as someone who is still like getting into training plans. You know, what is the purpose of these runs? And I think if you read a lot of articles, you find a lot of people that say, you know, every run has a purpose, which I kind of agree with. Okay, yeah, but, uh, you know what? I've had trouble with that, and sometimes I've thought maybe that's why I never really achieved the time that I wanted to achieve in a run, um, in an official run. In some of my training runs, my my best training run for a marathon was a 3.30, and I did the full distance. And um, I never achieved that on a real run. So uh, I, but I never also did interval training. <coughs> Excuse me. I didn't do any of those fancy things, the tempos and stuff, because I've always run alone, and I wasn't really sure how to do them, and I didn't know who to ask. So I would just, I'm just going to go and put in my mileage. And that's what I do. And actually, interestingly, as you're talking about that, what your program provides to you the training schedule that I'm looking at for this half marathon, um, so, okay, so there's a long run goal pace. That's what it tells me about, and it's it's working towards. And it's also where and there's only one one special run, and that is once a week a mile repeat two between 7:30 and 9:30 minute pace. 
So I'd have to do that twice on one run. And if it's a kilometer, it's once a week, kilometer repeats, two at between 440 and 555 minute pace. I guess that's my seed work cat, but I don't have a recovery run. I don't, I guess, no, I don't. But, but oftentimes, right, you've got, you run your long run on the Sunday and then you've got Monday off and then Tuesday you come back and you do four miles or you do, right? So you've got a reduced mileage. And I think that's the same thing as a recovery run, because a recovery run, as far as I understand it, and as far as I've used the term before, is a run that you do more so to keep your body and to keep your legs in the habit of running. Yes. But not pushing yourself. Exactly. So it's it's a something where it, it's still developing muscles, but it's not pushing any kind of limit. No. But we just threw around a bunch of terms. Clearly a long run and endurance run. Clearly we know what that is. I'm going to let you explain intervals. A tempo run is a, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a tempo run is a run in which you are running your goal pace. Right. But for a smaller amount of time. Mm-hmm. I got that right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like intervals are pretty self-explanatory. If you run a short, a really short distance very fast, and yeah. then you rest, and then you run yeah. maybe the same short distance faster, or you run it at the same pace. Yeah, and or you, you run a little bit longer, or you run a little bit longer, and you do it like three or four times, and then and then that's enough, right? Yeah, it's good. Um, so comparing and contrasting our plans, we both have long runs, mm-hmm. rest days, and that's pretty much the only similarities. Well, no, I've got my repeats, which is like interval. Yeah, you've got I've, got I've got one interval per week. Whether I do that, whether I will do that, I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. I will uh, I, and I, I will cross-train. But generally, when I cross-train, when I'm preparing for a run, um, I'm very committed to putting in the miles. All right, so some conclusions from this episode, do you think? Do you think we're ready to move into conclusion? Sure. Um, um, <coughs> what would you say? <laughs> I would say I would say if you're working towards a goal, you should definitely make a training plan. Uh, as we continue, you know, we'll be documenting, I suppose, our training plans um, and our success for them. Now, from this point forward, I'm going to be holding you accountable to using to to doing the Oh, I think I sent you a copy of mine too, didn't I? You did. Oh shoot. You did. You've made an error. I have. So that's okay. Well in my summary I would say that because I do coaching, I think it's really important to have a goal. And we have a goal. I think it's important to have a plan on how to achieve that goal. And the schedule or an agenda or a training program gives me that plan and makes me accountable. And that is what every runner needs to be in preparation for any sort of run that they are going on. So the training program allows us to look ahead and look at the map of how we're going to get from where we are today to that 21 kilometers on March 17th. 
and we will be able to find where we are at any given time between now and then on that map. And it's exciting. It's a picture. It's something we can look at and we can see where we started and where we're finishing and where we are anywhere along the way. So um, I'm excited to have a program. It's necessary for me. I'm the type of person who needs that to be accountable even to myself. So next episode, we're going to be talking about running the coal and how to gear up for that. It's gotten absolutely freezing in New York and it doesn't look like it's going to be getting any warmer anytime soon. And I'm, I can only imagine that Toronto's the same. Toronto's very cold. That's it. Yes. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see you all next time. I'm Kat. I'm Robbie. And it's been fun. Thanks so much. As a final reminder, please like and subscribe to our podcast. We are at Lace Up Podcast. We're on SoundCloud. And we are now officially on Apple Podcasts. It is that purple app with the person that you can find in the app store. Download it. Subscribe. Tell all your friends. Uh, we're going to be here at least until March, probably until April. And, you know, hopefully... We're going to be here until June. We're here forever. Please uh, like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.